Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. going on everybody welcome back to another episode of the surge cast we have finally hit 20 episodes in uh season two which i think is awesome thank you guys for all the support um on previous episodes we really love making uh this podcast for you guys um as you may notice there's a little bit of a different voice uh introducing the podcast Um, Unfortunately, Zach texted uh, me and the guests that will be kind of taking his place today last night saying that he has come down with a little bit of a flu, uh, so he doesn't have a voice to kind of sit and podcast for an hour and a half like we normally go, so... Um, fortunately, I ha- we found a last-minute guest who is our, I guess, honorary third co-host of the podcast at this point. Um, we have Cat Hunter. Before we kind of get into it, I uh, just want to take a uh, quick minute to thank our sponsors, uh, Level Up Snacks in the Clutch Apparel, in the Clutch Apparel and Primo X Hockey. Um, great sponsors. We'll kind of give them a shout-out uh, with our ad read later in the episode. Um but to introduce our guest Kat how are you doing today I'm doing well um yes as Bailey said um your first power play specialist is down and out with a flu (laughs) so you've got power play too right here (laughs) thanks to Um, Daniel Wagner for that little thing I thought that was great (laughs) yes um so i hope i could i always love being on here with bailey unfortunately i seem to come on here more often when zach is out of commission right. and i miss having him on here <laughs> um but always happy to be a part of this and talk hockey with you guys and everyone send zach well wishes because yes. everyone seems to be getting sick lately and it mm-hmm. sucks yeah no with the temperature changes that have been going on out here in colorado i know grant just kind of got all sniffly and now i've finally kind of gotten it um it flurried yesterday snow it is 28 degrees outside right now it's nuts <laughs> it's it's been fall weather here um but fun fact you're saying it's 27 there um i'm pretty sure looking at the weather um for uh saturday and sunday it's gonna be around the eight maybe 80s in raleigh so oh my gosh mm-hmm. i was looking at <laughs> i was packing to go home and go to the games and i was like oh <laughs> cool. I was ready for like 60 degrees. I want my sweaters. (laughs) Yeah, no, the warmest that's going to be, I think I'm looking at the 10 day forecast. The warmest that's going to be is on Tuesday when it's, or yeah, high of 62. So it's the warmest it's going to be in the next 10 days. It's interesting. But with all of that kind of said, we have a lot to talk about 
Um, so before kind of getting into our game recaps, um, we originally were recording an episode on Tuesday night after I got off of work and Wi-Fi issues kind of hit Zach pretty hard. Um, and it is the first episode that we've ever kind of gotten like an hour or so into and have had to scrap due oh, to no. uh, Wi-Fi issues. Cause like I would talk and then it would start lagging and it just got so annoying so quickly and you could tell how frustrated zach was getting but i honestly kind of feel his pain because before i got into a habit of connecting my ethernet i did this my computer did the same exact thing so i feel his pain but yeah we originally had an episode already and good to go that was going to release on wednesday night thursday night um before the tampa bay game um but we unfortunately had to scrap it so during this episode we are going to be recapping that tampa bay game which is a win but it's a doozy (laughs) i Um, have the most opinions about it (laughs) oh yeah so we're not gonna go too too far into uh recaps uh we'll kind of give varying thoughts on the past few games but we won't spend too too much time on it Um, so the first one we kind of have to talk about is the New York Islanders game, which we don't want to talk about it. (laughs) No, (laughs) we really don't. So the final score ended up being six, two to the Islanders. Um, when Zach and I were previewing this game, we had a lot of thoughts, um, mainly being that this was going to be our game. This was going to be the game that between this one and Philly, this was the game that I felt the most confident about us bringing home a win with. Um, And to see us kind of fall short was not great. Um, So Freddie Anderson did not have his best game. Um, And, and to be, to be fair, while Freddie didn't have his, his, (laughs) to be fair, while he didn't have his best game, And we'll keep talking about this, but I do think he's had kind of a slow start coming back from injury. Yeah. Um, And I know it's hard to compare how he was at the start of like how he was last season, because now we're seeing a Freddie who's been off for months because of injury. And that injury is just something that's always going to be in the back of your mind. Mm -hmm. So I don't think it's fair to compare him that way. I think he's been pretty good, but he has had his off nights I've noticed. Um, But overall about that game, while we weren't at our best, we have to really like got to respect the Islanders are hot right now. Mm-hmm. Um, they've got they beat the Rangers before us. They have beat us. They have beat the Avs. Um, they've gone on to beat, which they're still wins. They're not as like maybe surprising, but the Blackhawks and the now the Blues like and I think they are gonna, about to play the Red Wings and they are they're hot. Like it's yeah. so it's a little bit of on us for not coming out strong. Mm-hmm. But also, we were playing a hot team. So, like, you're going to get a loss. And none of us would have thought it would have been the Islanders. But they're playing surprisingly right. very well. And to give us a little bit of grace, too, we have a history of not performing really well off of the day-long breaks. Um, we had a three-day-long break in between the Vancouver game and this Islanders game. Yeah, so, we don't like rest, apparently. No. <laughs> no, it's been a running theme with us. But... Yeah, I I just, I don't know. It was an interesting game, to say the least. Um, So to kind of get into our basic, just kind of recap, scoring summary, 
Uh, first period, the only goal coming out of that was from uh, Oliver Wallstrom, uh, his fourth of the year. Uh, wrist shot uh, about four-ish minutes into the game, um, making the score one nothing Islanders. Or, no, that was 14 minutes into the game. Jeez, I this NHL app, jeez. Um, second period, uh, Martin Natchez, which... Josh Holdner, eat your heart out, kid. Um, he's been on a heck of a streak. Um, or the confidence, you- the confidence is like you can just see it. Like he mm-hmm. has no doubt about when he has that puck on his stick, how he's going to handle it. Right. And last season, you would see him; he'd like second guess, like, do I need to pass it and do some really bad passes and not really know. Now he's doing his same old. I'm going to go full force, 100 miles an hour into their mm-hmm. zone. I might do a wraparound if I don't. Here's a backhand pass. It's beautiful. Like he the confidence. To, you can he, see how much how much better he feels with the puck on his stick. Like last year, I don't know. There were some questionable decision making and hesitation moments on his end, and the confidence I feel like has just surged now that it, like because he's got something to prove. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, cause a lot of people after last season were kind of hesitant cause it was like, okay, are we going to resign Niederreiter? Are we going to resign Natchez? Which one do we want more? Because it's going to have to be one or the other, unless one of them takes a serious pay cut. Um, and almost every single person I talked to was on Niederreiter's side and not Natchez. So he's because he was the, he was the consistent one. He was the right. one that was like, if you're going to risk it on something, why don't you risk it on the one that's consistent? And he was consistent on a third line. Whereas if you put him, potentially he could be top one or top two line and he would be even more consistent. So yours, and we had kind of played around with Natchez and he really just wasn't getting his groove. Mm-hmm. So honestly, it was really exciting to see him start preseason with his confidence and then it's continued oh, yeah. into the regular season. And I mean, his line mates are just as confident. I know KK is, he is, scratching at the door wanting that goal but he mm-hmm. has pl- he has set his teammates up so well oh, like yeah. you can't even say he's playing badly because of how well he's been setting up his teammates right and i mean it, it's it, it goes to show in things that aren't you don't necessarily see on the score sheet either because it, it's not about the or, i mean obviously primary and secondary assists to get your your points up are fantastic but at the same time too the guy's a playmaker. The guy's going to be there to help set up plays in the offensive zone. You're not necessarily going to see that production from him where it's most important in some people's minds. Yeah. I mean, so. you would think, like, I know a lot of people want him to be kind of kind of a Trotrek, kind of an Ajo, with the, the center's just really producing. Right. Um, yeah. But, I mean, I don't see a problem with him being – a little bit more like a Jordan Stahl where he might not be getting the goal the whole, all the time, but he's helping the team tremendously just with his presence on the ice. Right. Yeah. I'll take goals. Don't get me wrong. I'll always right. take goals. <laughs> always. But if his, if his teammates are getting a goal or two per game, that's great. He's, that's if, because if he's his there teammates to are scoring, he's doing his job. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of the way I look at it. That, that line arguably is the best for our team right now it, it is playing wow. they are playing out of their minds the confidence line is soaring through the roof it's amazing to see yeah i think only when when turbo gets hot again and it starts playing to his like capabilities that we know him that that's when the first line can kind of be right there competing mm-hmm. with them um but yeah it's weird to think that 
the line that everyone loves with Aho and Turbo together and Jarvis is hot, that they're not even technically like their top line, but they're like also not like it's not, that's yeah. not the first line you think too for the scoring and just, so, I mean, that's a great problem to have. Right. But, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I agree. And sorry, I interrupted you. We, we only talked about the second goal. <laughs> the game. No, it's fine. And I, this is exactly kind of, I love talking about Natchez and this is exactly, I was going to kind of take a break to talk about him too. Cause he's playing, he is arguably one of the best players on the team right now. Um, yeah. It is playing it, like where I love the confidence that I'm seeing from him. I love the way that he plays with Svechnikov because um, seeing him out of his groove, it, it's something I was pleasantly surprised to see. Yeah. Full transparency. I was critical of him last season, but that's Same. because I knew he could play like this. Mm-hmm. And I was never to the point. I don't think I ever was to the point of us getting rid of him because I was like, I, I only, I only had that thought when I was like, maybe we could get something in, like really good in return because he really wasn't turning around. But I also knew that we don't like giving, we don't like giving up really good young talent. Yeah. Um, and so I'm glad we stuck through it. I'm glad that Rod really was like, I'm, I'm going to give you this chance. Cause we'd seen it. Svetch had also gone through a slump. So um, I'm glad that we like to stick through, stick with our players and um, not really like, give up on them just so they can get their confidence back. Um, but yeah, if I was ever hard on him, it's cause I was like, I know he can play we better. We know what he's <laughs> capable of. Yes. Um, and I, I will say, I mean, I was to the point where I, like we were kind of talking about that Nino versus Natchez kind of argument. And I was wholeheartedly full transparency on Nino's side. Like I wanted to keep him more than anything and to, it, it makes me sad every time I think about it, but I was it, like, it, it's to the point where if we were to trade it, nature says rights away in order to be able to afford to resign Nino, I was all on board. Mm-hmm. Like I, that yeah, I wouldn't have minded it at all. And, and we'll, to- we'll forever be stung by the Nino leaving, but it's, I mean, now you look at it though, with his success over in Nashville, I'm happy for line, him. He wouldn't have been, he wouldn't have been able to be top Mm-mm. line or second line. And that's unfortunate. I mean, that's what he wants though. And he can produce there. We just didn't have that spot for him. If he was with us, he would have been a consistent third liner. He would have been great. We would have loved him, but I mean, I understand wanting to move up and get into like a yeah. top scorer role. Like I understand that. So right. it's unfortunate. It's going to be really sad when we play him, <laughs> mm-hmm. but I'm, I'm glad he's thriving where he is. And I'm glad yeah. that now Natchez is thriving with us. Right. Yeah. And so to kind of bring us back full circle, talking about that Nino or that, that Natchez goal, geez, I'm still stuck on Nino Niederreiter. <laughs> it's early. Um, Brady Shea ended up uh, assisting on that goal, which we'll kind of talk a little bit more about this when we get into the it's another season of Shea. But yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, Brady Shea, at this point, he had uh, three assists total. Or, yeah, three assists total to kind of add to his points to total uh, to tie the game up uh, or help Martine just tie the game up 1-1. Um, and then the Islanders had a little bit of a quick return on it. Uh, Martin with a Sezekis uh, assist to make the game 2-1 New York. Brent Burns coming back after that. 
which this is uh, can be recorded as his first goal of the season, which we we have all been waiting for. Like we went into this season prepared for this rush of burns and his the burn. shots <laughs> and his uh, amazing performances on the power play and. Um, we finally kind of saw not not in the power play form, but we saw what everybody's been talking about kind of come to fruition with this. Um, Jordan Martinuk uh, catching his second uh, assist of the season, also uh, secondary assist by Brett Pesci. What are your thoughts on Brent Burns? This this was kind of a big moment, I think, for Kings fans and Brent Burns. So he's on my fantasy team, so I really <laughs> want him to do well, and he has been doing well. Like he hasn't probably been doing. He probably hasn't been scoring. Like, let me say, preseason got us very excited. Mm-hmm. He was on fire preseason. And to be fair, he had a lot to prove. Like, he's like, here I am. I'm new here. You guys are ready for me. I'm here. Going into the season, he seemed to cool off a little bit. Um, he's been doing really well, I think, defensively. Um, I think he plays extremely well with Slavin. Um, even times when Burns seems to get beat a little bit because he is a little slow. Um his just his long reach of his stick and everything he makes up for it and he hasn't really been taking any stupid penalties mm-hmm. um and it gives slavo op like opportunity to get back and cover him i think they play well together um again he hasn't really been doing uh, besides like we got this goal but he hasn't really been doing a lot of the goals that we thought um but he's been doing the assists he's been doing all the work so i'm just excited for him to get to keep getting like more on fire heated up um i don't think there's a stick that can handle him right (laughs) because the amount of times i've seen him i feel like wind up to slap a puck with all his might and that stick either breaks or it scuffs it and i'm just like give him a new stick like i don't know what's happening (laughs) but it seems like he seems like he's just there perfect timing everything and so i'm all on board with buying him a new stick if he needs it (laughs) (laughs) but um i have I don't have a lot of complaints. I'm very excited that now he's starting. He's gotten a goal um, in the last couple of games. I'm excited for him to get kind of more. And I feel like he he looked a little shaky since this the San Jose game. And to be fair, that was like the game against his old team. Yeah. Um, but I think it's just him getting comfortable. And I think he's getting more and more comfortable yeah. and knowing how our team plays. So I'm excited. For, I'm all on board with it. Um, I'm excited for him to start getting some some more and more power play goals. Absolutely, and this is exactly what I was and the point that I was going to make too is that this is a brand new team that works completely different from the team that he has just come from. Um, he's with a guy who's a very capable uh, defensive partner for him, and. It, it is it going to take him a little bit of time to kind of adjust to the style of play that we have compared to San Jose, which I think plays a lot into why it's taken him a little bit of time to kind of become the player that we were so excited to see. San Jose is pure chaos, or maybe that's just yeah. them right now. But when we played them, it was pure chaos. So yeah. I can see how the adjustment is <laughs> needed. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And it, it it's just it's very interesting and I'm so excited to see what he can kind of do especially with how he's popped off in the past few games too and this I feel like is just kind of the start for him kind of going forward yes I'm excited I think 
I'm, I'm just so excited to see someone very capable besides my favorite man mm-hmm. for 74. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, honestly, I think it's making it easier on both of them. Both of them are used to high minutes mm-hmm. and kind of taking the brunt of all of the defensive capabilities. Um, and I think knowing that they can rely on each other and just that sturdy dependability kind of makes them both. I mean, Slavo is never not calm on the ice, but I think it makes right. them both like they trust each other. I yeah. think they can, start getting that trust just like um, Pesci and Shay have with each other, mm-hmm. uh, which I, I'm excited to see. Yeah. No, and, it, and this is something I think I heard Tripp and Mike or Shane and Mike uh, talking about during the uh, Tampa Bay game is that it takes time for that trust on the ice to develop, um, mm-hmm. especially when you come from a place of – or a place – that doesn't play the same style of hockey and you're with a guy like Slavin who is basically a brick wall in most cases um, to be able to kind of play to the level that you need to kind of play when you're partnered with a guy like that. Um, So that, that kind of trust and that dependability and that kind of mind reading ability that people kind of tend to have on defense with each other, it, it takes time to develop. And I think people, me, me included, mm-hmm. um, kind of get stuck in that hole of, we want him to perform well. Why isn't he doing it yet? Yeah. And again, it's probably kind of the same with the nature's thing is we have high expectations and mm-hmm. like, they're not playing badly. They're just not playing to the high expectations we have, which is fans like always going to have those. Right. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, I think it's always and Slavin's had a bunch of different partners the recent like couple of years. Um, so I think it's just going to take them getting used to each other, um, knowing that you have a defensive partner that's so reliable that you can like trust to go up, which Burns has now. Um, and I think and Bear said it one point too is with our team that. Rod and the rest of the team just have the confidence in the defenders to go up and take shots. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember Bear saying, he was like, I'm not used to that. And, and like, that's a weird mentality. And so I know Burns is a little bit more like he's, he is more offensive minded, but that is something like knowing you have a defensive partner that's so reliable defensively that you can go up. And also yep. Burns is also really good defensive mindedly. So yeah, I think, it'll, I think it's just learning your new team and, your expectation and like what's expected. I mean, look at Shay. Shay's gotten so comfortable now. Like mm-hmm. him and Pesci say they share a mind on the ice. <laughs> and they, look at all the you can absolutely see it. Getting you yeah. seen like he's gone from like I don't know what to do to like I'm gonna go take a shot and tie the game. Yeah, like, absolutely. It's, like it's and if so that's coming evident. from a if it's coming from a player like Shay and you like Shay's pretty good. All right, but like. I feel like we have higher expectations for Burns. If you already know that Burns has this, just wait till he gets comfortable. Like that's amazing. <laughs> I look forward to it so much. So. Absolutely. Oh yeah. So to kind of uh, tie back into the game so we can kind of finish up, there's something totally forgot about that we need to talk about before getting into Philly too, um, which I hate that Zach isn't here to kind of talk about it, but hopefully we'll kind of be able to talk about that once he gets back on the episode uh, for next week. Um, after Brent Burns's goal, um, Josh Bailey with his, uh, what is it, his 1,000th game uh, in the NHL ended up having a goal. 
uh, for himself. Uh, his second goal of the season uh, with an assist from Matthew Barzal and Romanov. Um, backhand, very... It, it's a goal that I, I wasn't super excited to see. Um, not not for the... the it, not for that ask like um what's the word i'm trying to look for it, it was a good goal <laughs> i will give him that it was a fantastic goal um but it's a goal that freddie should have been prepared for i think it's a goal you want back yeah yeah absolutely um and then that kind of ended the uh second period uh game is three two at this point um it's it, like this is a game we, I guess, as Canes fans, went into the third period kind of saying, oh, yeah, we, we can get this one back. We're a third period team. Yep. Yeah, we're a third period team. This is a, it, like we, we can come back from this. So it's a one goal game. Um, and then the third period actually happened and kind of sent all of our hopes into the gutter. Um, no goals from the Canes, all from the Islanders side. Uh, Nel- goals from two goals from Nelson. Uh, the first one uh, being assisted by Bavillier and Lee. The second one also from Bavillier and Pollock. Um, the third goal came from Zach Parise, unassisted, empty netter uh, to end the game. Six. I don't see the point in an empty net at that point, but that's right. fine. Right. I'm not the coach. It's right. fine. <laughs> so uh, three stars of the game, uh, Brock Nelson with his two goals. Uh, first star, Martin Natchez ended up picking up the second star, which I personally would have given to Josh Bailey. Um, it just being his 1000th NHL game, uh, getting that goal, which was very greasy for the Islanders to be able to uh, help pick them up. Um but Josh Bailey did end up getting on that star sheet as the third star. Uh, quick game stats, real quick. Uh, shots on goal. This was kind of a classic Hurricanes game. Uh, out shooting our opponent, opponent, not by much, but still out shooting them. Uh, we won in shots on goal, thirty-five to thirty-two. Uh, one on faceoffs, fifty-four to forty-six. Uh, power play, they were zero for one. We were zero for three. Uh, penalty minutes, we had two. They had six. Uh, hits, and I'm pretty sure, just kind of remembering from the last time we recorded this, um, hits, we're kind of beat out by a lot of the teams that we play. We're not a very physical team. Uh, so they had 29 hits, we had 22. Um, blocks, they had 28, we had 10. We had eight giveaways to their nine, but we also had 17 takeaways to their nine. Um, so... this is something I kind of mentioned when first recording this on Tuesday um, that we ended up having to scrap when looking at the score sheet, when looking at these stats, I would have never guessed the score would have been six, two. So it's something. I feel like our our stats never reflect actually what the score is. Um, Especially if, if you're a new person and you look at the shots, um, I'm. We never have as many hits. Honestly, if you ever see a Canes game where we have registered so many hits, more than the other team or something, we are not playing our game because no. we we don't play that. Um, if it's if it's getting like that, it's because it's getting scrappy or the refs 
honestly just don't like us. Yeah. Which <laughs> um, happens more than you would think. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, I mean, yeah, there'll be times we get physical, but we just don't play that. Like we much rather prefer playing skill and kind of letting them beat themselves up. Yeah. Um, I don't really play that game. So I'm never really upset. I know there is um, for a while, like we wanted to have some guys that could do some hits and um, that could be physical if needed. And to be fair, we do. I think Svetch has gotten to the point where like, you don't want to mess with him. Um, uh, Nason, um, the last, um, what game was it? It was the last one. Oh, it was against the Capitals. He was hitting everything in sight. Yeah. Everything. They hated him, but he they were clean too. They were beautiful hits. Right. Uh, Burns will step in if he needs to. Jarvis has some has had some great back checks. Svechnikov can throw a body. Yeah, but they don't do it unless it's necessary. They try not to do it out of frustration. They try not to do it if it's going to get a call. Um, so I'm never upset with that stat. Um, I love. A, we succeed at takeaways. Again, you would see that stat and you would think we would have had more goals. Um, but I think that stems from we were right there with them and then we let in a goal that probably shouldn't have been a goal and we want back. And then we just weren't in the headspace going into the third period um, right. between the players and between the goalie. So yep. it's just an unfortunate, um, you get out of your headspace against a team that's hot and they're going to make you work for it. And we didn't work yeah. hard enough for it. So, I mean, it, it's a classic situation too of a lot of times. I remember a lot of times last season where we were just kind of off our game and teams that we're not normally scared of absolutely step up and take advantage of that. And something we can't let happen as much as we let happen last year. We like to make, I don't want to say fully bad because they are. No, we like NHL to make teams. bad teams. We like, we like to, make to make bad make teams look good. We like to make bad teams look good. We like to make new goalies look fantastic. We might we, we might them to look, them look like, like Bassie. Yep. Yeah. Hundred percent. It's yeah. It, it's a habit that we definitely need to get out of that. And it's and it like I guess we can get into this a little bit more too. But you kind of see that uh, pattern of taking unnecessary penalties kind of coming back full circle from last season too. Um, which I have been... thoughts on that, not for this game, but <laughs> I'm interested to see what game recent you bring game. Us up for. <laughs> um, so to kind of step into the next one, um, the game that I was originally scared for that we ended up kind of coming out on top for a uh, game against the Flyers. We ended up winning uh, four to three in overtime with a heck of an OT winner from Brent Burns. Um, get into that here in a second. Um, I would also like to mention, too, before kind of talking about this first goal, that uh, this first goal matches up with the prediction I made last episode. If any of you guys uh, remember, we did some hot, spicy takes uh, after we ended up previewing uh, these games uh, last time. I ended up saying that Turbo was going to get his first goal. We were going to shoot out or uh, shut out one of the first two teams. And Jordan Stahl was going to get his first goal. Only one of those came true, and it ended up being Jordan Stahl <laughs> in his the captain. What was our it? captain was it his one hundred and tenth NHL game or or one thousand one hundred one thousand one hundred? I think. I okay, yeah. So that he ended up like a familiar number. <laughs> yeah, 
So it was or it was a milestone game for our captain. He has been in the league a long time. Um, and I remember last season he was a little wishy-washy until he kind of had his hat trick. Kind of took him a while to get started on scoring. Um, but he ended up uh, making that start a little bit early this season uh, with his first goal of the season, uh, assisted by Brett Pesci and Brady Shea. Um about five minutes into the first period. Um, Jordan Martinuk, we had two Jordans this first period too. Another guy who we tend to not give a lot of credit to just because of sometimes how he plays, sometimes where he ends up on the lineups. Um, But he did end up playing some of third minute lines, which I have this conversation with my father all the time. Jordan Martinuk in my head is a fourth line guy. He just plays really well down there, especially when he's kind of paired with uh, guys who haven't been in the league as long as he has. Um, he tends to be a really great mentor and a really great line mate to guys like that. But to see him step up and play as well as he has on the third line has been really, really surprising. And really, it's like a breath of fresh air a little bit. Honestly, he's play- he played better than Stastny, where we thought who was going to be sli- sliding mm-hmm. into that spot. Um, so it has been. It's been really interesting. And like, the third line is a big, heavy hitting line as well. So, I mean, he kind of fits just into that as well. Mm-hmm. I also looked up um, to make sure we were right. And yeah, it was his one, one, th- one thousand one hundred NHL game. And it was his 669th with the Canes. Okay. That moves him past Cam Ward for the fourth most since the franchise's relocation. Yep. Only Eric Stahl, Glenn Wesley, and Rod Brindamore have played more. And I mean, Depending on how many more games he plays, Rod played 694, and Jordan's there now with like 670 something. So he's about he'll about pass RBA. Yeah, after this season, he's got that under his belt too, which is awesome. And first off, before we kind of start getting more into this game, congratulations to Jordo. Um, it's a huge milestone to hit, um, and. I think as Canes fans, we are very proud to kind of call him captain and to see him thrive as much as he has with this team. Yes. I so. I'll <laughs> always be proud to have him as our captain. The most like level-headed, does the work on the ice, like leads by example, strong mm-hmm. leader. Couldn't ask for more. Like there's some there's been some good captains around the league, but I don't think anyone could disagree that like Jordo kind of he does what he preaches and I don't think yeah. anybody has more respect for him yeah so no wholeheartedly agree um, so happy to him for his first goal of the season <laughs> yes um so it's super exciting um but yeah so uh first period no score on the uh Philadelphia side of things um Martin Oak, like I said, with his second goal of the uh, of the season, uh, assisted by Jesper Faust and Jordan Stahl, his line mates. Um, to get into the second period, um, just like we dominated the first with goals, uh, they dominated the second. Um, Delorier had his first of the season, assisted by Sedlak and Allison, uh, about five, six minutes into the second period. Um, and then Owen Tippett came in and got his first of the season as well. Um, assisted by Konechny and former defenseman for the Hurricanes, TA. It was a power On play a power goal play goal. Too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and it, it's something too, and this is 
it, it, it's been very underwhelming to see our penalty kill. And th- this just goes to show what you were talking about earlier, our high expectations. Um, and seeing what the penalty kill was capable of last season and not seeing that translate to this season. It's very underwhelming. Which I, I need to I need to look at it because I haven't really seen I haven't really paid attention to everyone that's on the power kill. Uh penalty power kill. <laughs> power penalty kill. kill. <laughs> New this is why the coffee is needed. Um yes. I need to see who's all on it, who are the new guys on it? Um, I haven't paid much that, that much attention to it recently, um, just to see what the changes are. Um, like if it's guys just not quite used to that, right. um, because you could see last year it was like a well-oiled machine. So I'm I am curious to see why it's been struggling a little bit more. Yeah, no, it, it's like I said. I mean, one thing I think I noticed too was I don't know if it was on the penalty kill or the power play, but Jordan Martinuk registered a spot. I think it was on he's the penalty on, kill. He's on the penalty kill. I and didn't expect that, uh, no. but someone said that's that's his. He's kind of been his role. I didn't know he used. Did he used to play on it? And I just didn't. I notice. never remember seeing him. Um, so I I don't know if he's been added to that, but they said that is kind of his role is to be just kind of in the way. <laughs> And I'm like, I guess fair enough, but that would, I mean, that just, that's a surprise to me a little bit. Yeah. No, same here. And maybe and that's just because I will admit sometimes I don't have the best expectation, like expectations for Martinuk. Mm-hmm. Um, so like things like that make me nervous. Um, just like when we go into overtime, sometimes when I see him on the ice and the 3v3 or whatever, it makes me nervous. Yeah. <laughs> um, just because, not because he's not good, but he's just not he's not the most skilled player. He's not the fastest player. And that, that makes me nervous on those things. So, right. um, but yeah, no, I've noticed he's on there too. Um, so I am, I am curious to see why it's, it's operating a little bit differently than it has been. Yeah. No, it, it's, I'm hoping they can get a handle on it because if I remember correctly and I'm, or I'm not going to try to remember correctly, I'm going to look up stats because I don't trust my knowledge. Um, on the penalty kill, we fall at 20th in the league. Um, wow. Our power Compared play. Compared to like what? We were like number one or number two last year? Our power play is 25th. I'm not surprised by that one. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it's underwhelming to say the least. I, I will say one stat that I was kind of pleasantly surprised to see we are leading in is face-offs um speaking of kk speaking of kk kokaniemi has been performing really really well in the face-off circle um so it's something like i said you don't see on game score score sheets but you do see kind of showing up in those kind of team stats things like little things like that where you can kind of see where he is contributing and how that's kind of affecting our ability to play as a team. Um, getting back into things, uh, gonna pull the game back up. Um, and so third real period. quick, sorry, oh. sorry, real quick. Before you said to be fair though, with our penalty kill being a little bit lower than normal, we are still one of the teams with fewest goals against. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, that Islanders game was kind of an outlier and even with teams scoring on their, on their, uh, power plays, we're still one of the teams with the, I think we have 28 goals against, and 
I think the Golden Knights have the fewest right now. Shocking. Um, at 23. So, I mean, we're still a very heavy defensive team. Mm-hmm. Heavy. Um, wow. But we do. And that's we, always good to see. We do it's, need to it, tighten up that, on things that we're, we're used to being really good at. Yeah. It's our light in a sea of dark. So. And I guess that kind of came to show in OT, but before we get into OT, third period was a, a bit tied in goals. Um, Allison ended up uh, scoring his second of the regular season, uh, assisted by Sedlak and Delorier. Um, and then with a heck of a response a little late in the period, um, Martin H.S., unassisted wrister. Um tying the game 3-3 and leading us into overtime. Um, overtime, we have not really performed all that well because most of our overtime appearances so far this season have kind of resulted in shootouts, which is a little interesting too, given, it, like I said, kind of comparisons to last season. We had our first shootout appearance very late into the season, and we were at one point the only team in the league that hadn't gotten that far into a game. And to see yeah. it happen so much this, um, is this season is a little surprising. But the season before, I'm pretty sure we went to a lot of overtime. No, we, we had a lot of overtime. It just we always were able to either get an answer. We fell short before it got True. to the point of I think I think anyway. not last season. I think the season before we did have a lot of shootouts. There was one mm-hmm. season I remember we started with a lot and I was like, yeah. Geez, guys, can we finish it in regular time? Right. I don't <laughs> I'm too young to have a heart attack. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I will say it's nice that these did not happen while they were having their West Coast stint. Oh my gosh. Imagine yes. shootouts happening in those oh. games. <laughs> I would have been a I would have been a zombie. They would have been like, oh, Halloween came early. And be like, yes, I have no sleep. sleep." Yeah, no, it's, but yeah, it's just interesting. But it's giving the boys a lot of chances to kind of show off their skill, um, which we'll kind of talk about in the Tampa Bay game. Uh, But just to kind of end this out, overtime, uh, late into overtime, Brent Burns with his second of the season uh, coming up huge with his signature slapper. Um, for the Canes, assisted by Ajo and Natchez. Um, Three stars of the game, Brent Burns, Wade Allison ended up getting the second star. Um, and rightfully so, congratulations to him. And then Jordan Stahl with the third star. Um, some quick stats before we get into more. Uh, again, Hurricanes game. Uh, close score, but shots on goal, we were leading significantly by 38-29 to 29 on our end. Uh, face-off percentage, they did win in the face-off dot uh, by not a huge margin, uh, 51.5 to 48.5. Uh, they were 1 for 6 on the power play while we were 0 for 4. Um, hits, we did lead in hits this game by 1, 28 to 27 hits. But this was a very scrappy game, I think. And I think oh, yeah, we're playing coming TA. up against TA <laughs> had a lot to do with it. Um, and I, just to kind of throw something out there, too, one of the penalties that happened was a uh, Sebastian Ajo cross-checking against Tony D'Angelo. But Tony D'Angelo in the first period also got an, uh, an unsportsmanlike conduct against against Brent Burns and instigating Brent Burns a little bit to get the same for him. So, 
it's interesting that he decided to pick a fight with the guy that replaced him. Well, I mean, he's not going <laughs> to pick a. He's not. I don't think he's going to pick a fight with any guys he's just on a team with. I mean, yeah. what's he going to do? Pick a fight with Slavin? No. Right. No. <laughs> There's no one else on that team. You got to pick one of the new guys. And so, of course, he's going to go after the guy that replaced him. Yeah. So, just thought that Even was though interesting. I'm pretty sure Britt Burns, like, towers over him. So, I mean, sure. I don't know that height difference. I'll have to look that up. Here I'm looking it up. You can keep going. I'm <laughs> so, looking it up. To get, uh, finish up stats while she's doing that. Uh, blocks. They beat us in blocks 17 to 10. Uh, they had seven giveaways while we had eight, but we tied on takeaways. Um, overall, uh, starting out the four-game series against uh, Philadelphia that we have for the rest of the season with the win, I think is big, especially when we both still have a lot of hockey left to play this season. Um, and this is something I know a lot of people on like Kane's Twitter and social media are kind of getting – tied up in is that oh the boys aren't performing to where we think they should the season's over blah 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 because they're not performing well and all these teams that we thought were gonna suck aren't like what is the season coming to blah 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 I don't know if you look at it though like it's not just us like Mm -hmm. okay no it's a lot of it's a lot of factors so I don't think we're struggling guys that we needed to be hot are being hot Natchez uh Svetch Burns is starting to heat up. You've got Shea doing well. You have Aho starting contributing. Jarvis has faded off a little bit, but I think once Turbo gets going, that line will get going again. Yeah. Um, teams that we expected to do badly, they can surprise us. That's not just us playing a bad team and them doing well. Like that team is not as bad as we expected them to be. Yep. So that's one of it. And if you look around the league, like you're like, oh my gosh, how like how do you lose this or whatever? The Islanders again. Look at the teams they beat. Rangers, Avs, those are teams that are stacked up to predicted high just like we are. Mm-hmm. So it's like the beginning of the season, everyone's kind of like still figuring out how to play with each other. There was a lot of changes throughout the league. You can be predicted to – like even teams that are predicted to play really, really well and be top of the league are going to have bad games. Right. And teams are going to show up and play really well. So yeah. I think it's – yes, I definitely think it's too early to – I don't see any problems with it. Mm-hmm. Um, I know some people were saying that – we're struggling with scoring. I don't fully think that's the problem because I think we had so many chances on a lot of we these games. We have a lot of scoring chances. And they're not even – and it's not even like tons of shots. Like while we're always like, look at all the shots, but are they actually scoring chances? No, a lot of them are really scoring chances, and they're just like the goalie's getting <clears> it or it's randomly getting like knocked off someone's boot and it's just skating by the line. Like I don't think we have as much to be concerned about as we think we do. I mean, obviously we were never going to go undefeated. <laughs> it's yeah. not going to be a thing. Um, and honestly, I think teams play harder when they play us. Like mm-hmm. I think they think like they know they have stuff to prove when they play us. And if right. we don't have that mindset, then that's when the games get closer because we sometimes think, oh, we're just going to take this game. It's easy. And it's like, no, boys, you got to work at every single one. Like, keep shooting, keep working hard. Don't let that, like, little lapse in judgment happen. Um, so that's my thoughts on it. Also, I looked up their differences. <laughs> um, TA is 5'11 and 180 pounds. Um, Brent Burns, 6'5", 230 pounds. Oof. He could stomp on him. Yeah. I would not pick that fight. No. I wouldn't pick that fight in a heartbeat. Also, nope. Brent Burns, he doesn't even have teeth to worry about losing. No. 
So that's hilarious. That's I feel like that's Brad Marchand uh, picking a fight with <laughs> Kachekov. Yeah. Yep. That's yeah, that kind was, of level. I didn't. I so I didn't see. I didn't see that challenge there, but I would have. Oh, it was that's fantastic. how I would have compared it. I was like, I wouldn't do that. Yeah. Sure. Before getting on to the next thing, too, a good resource that I want to kind of give out to people, and this is something that a few friends of mine out here in Colorado uh, recommended to me. Um, scoring is not the problem. If you go to uh, naturalstattrick.com, you can kind of see all the kind of high, medium, low danger chances um, that all of our shots are kind of turning into. And it's a really, really cool resource to kind of see where those shot attempts and how dangerous they are and where they come from. Uh, so go check that out. That might give you a little bit of insight is to see that scoring is definitely, or scoring chances are not the problem. Um, it's, I think there's a lot more that plays into it than scoring. Um, before we get into the Washington game though, something interesting happened before the game on Friday against, uh, New York. Wait, so what? the trade, <laughs> we have a trade to talk about. Oh, yes. Uh, not New York against, or wait, against the Caps? Was it? No. So it happened um, October 29th. So that was against, oh. the, the, that was Saturday. My bad. So cool that we're talking Saturday about against this. the Flyers. Yeah. So this was before the game against the Flyers. Um, we ended up uh, getting into a trade with the Vancouver Canucks. Um, Ethan Bear is no longer a Carolina Hurricane. We wish him the absolute best. Um, but we ended up trading Ethan Bear and uh, Lane Peterson, who we acquired in the uh, Vegas Golden Knights uh, trade uh, or trade um, to Vancouver for a, I want to say it was, picks. yeah, we got some picks, uh, which was a little interesting to me and I thought there was a like this was not a great trade I feel like there was a lot more return that we could have gotten until kind of looking at it more and realizing after trading bear and getting rid of Lane Peterson we now no longer have to worry about cap when Max Pacioretty comes back mm-hmm. so which yep. I think is a win on our part even if it may not look like that uh to the rest of the NHL absolutely a win what are your I think thoughts honestly this cap thing has been haunting us since the beginning of the season and <laughs> I think it's a win as soon as we don't have to play monopoly money I think it's a win yeah um I didn't think we were ever going to do anything with Lane Peterson so I'm fine with him going he was I don't people factored him onto the team when we got him and I was like I don't even know who this man is I don't think he's going to be we have so many people lined up to go into these spots like he was never going to be above Drury he was never going to be above anyone. Like, yeah, no. yeah, yeah. He was never going to be above any of them. So I was like, take him. He was extra on the deal we got before. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's one less person we have to worry about. Um, we all kind of saw the writing on the wall with Bear. It was unfortunate because we all love Bear. He's a good guy. Um, honestly, I think when we first got him, he could have really thrived with our program. I think COVID, again, we all noticed it kind of set him back. Um, it took him out a little bit and then just a rest and a break from the game is one thing, but to come back and you're not at your full form, competing for a coveted defensive spot when you have a lot of people going for that spot um, is hard. And then yeah. just going into preseason with all the guys, like Chatfield 
Chatfield has made his presence known. And then you get DeHaan, who's a veteran and has no, has been with the Canes before. Um, Cogs did great. You just had so many people to compete against. And if mm-hmm. you're not at your full form competing against all those people, you're not going to make it. Um, yeah. So we you just kinda... caught the short end of the stick, I think. And it's really unlucky. So, and yeah. I've kind of seen some rumors too. So getting into his play, he has been slotted into the lineup a few times since his trade to Vancouver. Um, And it seems like he's having a little bit of a hard time adjusting to the style of play, a little bit of a similar situation that we're kind of, I think, running into with Burns, where we kind of play with this win the game kind of mindset where Vancouver doesn't exactly kind of have that same game play form. And Bear, I think, is kind of having a little bit of a culture shock going in I think and playing he had, with them. I think he had probably just started to adjust to us, mm-hmm. and then he got sidelined. And so now he has to adjust a whole new team. To be fair, I think the Canucks are really excited to get him, mm-hmm. and I hope he thrives there. Honestly, I hope yeah. the best for him. This is this is one of those things where, like, you it's unfortunate it didn't work out, and it just was like a kind of a chemistry thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it was never like – it was never like, oh, this guy's awful. I honestly didn't think overall, I didn't think his play was bad. I think it was a, a ton of factors that went into it. Um, so it's sad to see him go, but you hope he does really well. Um, but I am excited that we only retained what, like 18% of his yeah. salary, which like is fantastic. Seven, what is that? Like 750 something? Yeah. Um, we didn't have money to play around with getting as rid as much as we could. Yeah. Great. And we all kind of knew bear was kind of going to be the one that that was going to happen with. Um, we just didn't, weren't sure where and what the trade was going to be. Um, and my personal opinion, which might be a hot take. I'm glad that we got draft picks. I'm glad that we didn't get any players. Cause again, that would have been money that we didn't have to spend. We don't have any spots in our lineup to throw anyone. I honestly think, the wolves are full. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't think we needed an actual body anymore. Nope. I was like, give me the picks. We have been giving away picks. We do. And I know it's like, what is it? A fifth round? Pick? So I was going to say, it's not picks plural. It is a singular pick. Sorry. Uh, fifth yes. round pick. Um, and I think the upcoming draft in 2023. Um, and to correct myself early, we, we only retained 400,000. Oh, wow. So that's that is even better. Yeah. <laughs> and, and okay. So going again though, for just a pick, yeah. Um, I'm not upset with it. Like they're like, it's not a high pick. It's not um, a lot of our guys on our roster. We're not high picks. We, Diamonds do, in the we rough. do really well at finding hidden players. And like, you can see our players that come up through the wolves. You can see the players that like, look at a lot of the players that are, that are what we consider superstars on our team. Slavin yeah. wasn't a high pick. As she wasn't high, they're not high picks. You can find quality players, and that's what we normally do. So I'm not upset with this trade. I mean, you obviously you could always get something better, but after you kind of fleeced Vegas, yep. <laughs> and um, then you get the stuff from San Jose. Like I think we did our big trades. I wasn't mad with this. This was just us fixing our money situation mm-hmm. and kind of fixing our lineup situation and. I'm not upset with it. I'm not totally okay. Not at all. <laughs> I uh, only thing I'm sad about is honestly we loved Bear and I wish yeah. he could still be with us. But uh, wishing him all. Thing. I just best. hope he he thrives in the other team. Yes, absolutely. Um, so yeah, best of luck uh, to Ethan Bear. But with that said, we have two more games to recap. Um, 
So on Monday, we started our series against Washington, which did not go the way that I think it was going to go. And I was really happy about that. Um, we ended up winning the game uh, three to two in a shootout. Um, just kind of quickly, just to kind of save on time. Uh, first period, and this is one that I kind of actually do want to talk about. Steven Dason making his NHL debut in scoring. Uh, his first NHL goal uh, with Brent Burns and Martin Natchez assisting. Um, I am just so excited for Steven. Nathan. And I'm jumping ahead a little bit because I know you're going to say this at the end. He deserved that first star. This game oh, was absolutely. all him. Like I said earlier, he was hitting everything in sight. And that's mm-hmm. what you need when you play the Caps because they're going to bully you on the ice. Yeah. And he wasn't taking any of it. I think no. he got You'd get a penalty. Um, I didn't see it. I think he got a penalty for um, a cross track or a hit to the head or something. He actually um, had no penalties this game. Oh, he didn't. Okay, no. then maybe he maybe he got hit. But I was the he was it was beautiful. He played yeah. so well, and he didn't play like a guy. He played like he had been with us. He played like he knew the animosity between these mm-hmm. two teams. Mm-hmm. And it's and super exciting to see right too. This is such an exciting goal for him, too, because not only was it just a goal, he scored on the power play, which which is I what think. which is what we think he's going to do well on. Like, that's yeah. that's what he was doing well on in Chicago. And that's why we're like, we want you on our power play. Oh, absolutely. So that was the only uh, goal in the first period. Um, moving on to the second, uh, the Caps opened up the second period in scoring. Uh, Dylan Strom with assists from Jensen and Sherry, uh, super early into the second period. So it was a very ugly and weird goal. Yeah. Like, for, sorry, I was there. I was at this game. Okay. <laughs> dressed up. <laughs> <laughs> Which um, costume was great, by the way. Let's just kind of take a second you. to appreciate it's- that. It's two years old, so I'm very proud it still fit, honestly. And it was very comfortable until I had to walk outside in the rain. Um, But, yeah, this goal was kind of weird. It was an initial save by um, Anderson. Yes, by Anderson. Um, Sorry, there's been a couple of games, so don't (laughs) be off on my memory. Um, Initial save by him. It kind of did a weird, like, fly over and our defender was right there. It was kind of like no one could locate the puck for a second. And then they just managed to tuck it back in. It was just a really weird goal. So it was disheartening, but I don't think it was, I don't think it was the worst goal to give up. It was just a weird one, which is unfortunate that it was like a tying goal. Yeah. But yeah. It's unfortunate, but yeah, it did tie the game one, one. And then I, I will never call this man by his real name, unless it's in front of Grant, um, oven chicken, love calling him by that. It's my favorite nickname in the NHL. It's my favorite. I love it. Um, but yeah, Ovechkin, whatever you want to call him, uh, scored from his office, uh, on the power play, uh, assisted by Gustafson and, and Kuznetsov. This yeah. man, and this man, he was, he was, again, he was completely in, Ovechkin, I, I know he's getting older in age. I know he's got one job. He was completely invisible this entire game, except for a slot. He got a slashing call. Um, he was completely invisible until, until their power play and things like this happened. Mm-hmm. And some of these calls I did not agree with. Um, and I know everyone's like, he's going to shoot from the same spot all the time. Guys, every team struggles to stop this. Mm-hmm. And 
if it was that easy to stop, then every team would know what to do. And they do to an extent, but you're down a man. So like, yeah, you can camp out and watch him, but the other caps can score. Um, He wasn't in this game, but Oshie is pretty good. Wilson's pretty good at putting the pucks in the back of the net. So like, you can't just camp on him. So Mm -hmm. it's so annoying because you know where it's going to go, but it's like one of those things where like, I I can predict it, but I can't stop it. Um, And to be fair, I'm pretty sure this was a, very stupid penalty on uh, Pesci and Pesci is normally the one on the penalty most of the time on the penalty kill that watches Ovechkin. He has talked time and time again that he knows to go over there and stop him. So he's not there. Someone has to take up the slack. Um, and that's just unfortunate. Um, this was the watch- Brett, this was the um, Brett Pesci or yeah, Brett Pesci interference call on Connor Sherry. He <sighs> terrible call. But anyway, <laughs> anyway, Moving on to the next goal of the game. <laughs> yeah, so we ended up uh, after a while kind of getting back into our group. Um, and the other Russian, prominent Russian uh, for us, uh, Andrei Svechnikov, tying the game 2 2, uh, assisted by Paul Stastny and Martin Natchez. Um, What did you kind of think about this one? Because I didn't have much time to watch this game as it fell on Halloween. It was just, I mean, I didn't have a whole lot. Oh, on this one? Oh, it was beautiful. It was beautiful. <laughs> he was just in the right spot at the right time. Um, I'm, If I remember it correctly, they were – it was – we were passing around and we took a couple shots on the left side and he was just camped on the back post and it got to him and he just tucked it away. Like, I didn't even know what happened until they started celebrating because it was so easy. No one was challenging him. No one was ready. The puck just got to him. I, from – yeah, from Stassi and Natchez, it was beautiful. He was just yeah. ready to go. He was like, I'm going to score. That's fine. I'll score. Yeah. And obviously PNC erupted. Yeah. <laughs> and then oh, we went into another shootout. <laughs> yeah. So third period ended up going scoreless. Uh, no, nothing kind of coming to fruition in overtime. And then a shootout. Um, that is where I wish our power play would be a little bit better. Yeah, because we had a power play. When you have a power play in overtime, you have to you have yep. to make something of it because absolutely that's the time to make something of it. You have barely anyone in front of you. <laughs> yep. So and just to kind of get into the shootout totals, um, Brent Burns ended up taking the first one, ended up in a goal. Because uh, going for the first round for the Caps goal, uh, Svechnikov scoring. Uh, Ovechkin, heck of a save. <laughs> he seen... wasn't he wasn't shooting from his office, so nope. So if if he can't be set up, it's um, a, I. Why do we even worship this guy? <laughs> I mean, he's got the most goals, but when you consider yeah. how most of his goals happen, yeah, it's it's he's not right I, place, right time. I, I will like. never say he's not a good player. I will Absolutely. never say that. No, and, and, I yeah. I value personally, <laughs> I value a little bit more skill over power. Same. And I think he's a power player. Mm-hmm. And uh yep, that's all I'm gonna say. Yeah. No, he <laughs> and it like that that previous comment, I don't want that to take away. Like I, I definitely think he's generationally one of the best in the league. Um there's that's no why, taking away from that. That's but, why when people compare him when they compare him and Said the kid, I think you're comparing very different players. Mm-hmm. 
Um, oh, yeah. Just like I think they're both superstars in the league, but for very different reasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, same reason as in when you talk about different people. Like, I mean, everyone always wants to find the one great athlete. But, like, if you're comparing things in other – and as a little tangent. But, like, in other leagues, like when you do basketball and you're like LeBron versus Curry, they play differently. If you're mm-hmm. playing soccer and you're saying uh, Messi or um, – Oh no, Ronaldo! <laughs> Ronaldo, <laughs> I'm telling you, the copy is working slowly. Um, when you compare those two, very different. Like they're both skill, but I think Ronaldo is a little bit more power, and they're just different. So I I would t- typically side with more of the skill players, um, but then every now and then you get someone like Svech where he can do power, and now he's leaning on his skill, and when he finds a way to utilize both, it's Oh, it's so great. But um, So, kind of going off of that, uh, Martin H.S. Uh, did not score, neither did Dylan Strom. But the two that we had from both Burns and Svechnikov ended up winning that game for us. Overall, a very kind of hard-fought, gritty game, I think. Um, just kind of watching the condensed game recap. Just like I said, I was handing out candy with my mom, so I wasn't able to watch the game. But it seemed like a very gritty, hard-fought game, which I feel like is very on par for these meetups against Washington. Mm-hmm. So um, kind of getting into the Tampa Bay game, uh, there's a wait, lot. To- wait, Our My man Jacob Slavin got third star in the oh, game. Yes, because yes, yes. At the end, he had two beautiful blocks. Oh, this yes, man, this I remember. Put his body ah. on the line. Like, they had a wide-open goal, and Slavin was like, I guess I'll play goalie-ish. And beautiful. Oh, yeah, it's so great. Beautiful. Yeah, anyway, sorry. sorry first, star was, yeah. first star was Nason. Second star was second star was Natchez. Third star was Slavin. I honestly, I was giving, I was per, trying to predict the stars. And I didn't think of Slavin, and when they called his name, I was like, oh, yeah, duh. Like, he literally <laughs> saved us the game there at the end. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, Sorry, getting continue. Into game stats, yeah, getting into game stats real quick. Sorry, I totally blanked on that. Thank you. Um, shots on goal, 35 to 20 for the Canes uh, in the face-off circles, um, 55 to 45 in favor of us. Um, we were one for six on the power play. They were one for four. Um, in hits, the Capitals did lead in hits 32 to 21. They also led in blocks 20 to 7. They had six giveaways to our nine, but we had – eight takeaways to their four. Um, So just kind of ending that out, like I said, this is the first of three games against the Capitals this season. Uh, The second one comes on February 14th, right before the All-Star, or not the All-Star, the Stadium Series game. And then we play them one more time during the Stadium Series, and then we never have to see them again for the rest of the season. So um, hopefully these next two games against them – they will be looking for blood, especially in that four, or that game on the 14th, I think. I, I always take it as a win, despite the score. I always take it as a win when we get out of a game versus the Caps without injury. Yes. Honestly. Again, absolutely. They they just hit nonstop. And it. Mm-hmm. that's why I was also – that's why I was praising Nathan because he was taking it to, like, if you're going to be physical, I'll be physical back because I don't want to get hit and get hurt. I would rather meet you head on. And I appreciated it. But, yes – um, I yes. always appreciate when we don't have injury in these games. And to be fair, I didn't really see. A, I don't think. Um, again, I think Oshi was out, um, and I think Wilson was also out. So that might have also 
<laughs> contributed it to nobody getting hurt. Not if she more on the Wilson part, but right. No, totally agree. So now, sorry <laughs> to get into the Tampa Bay game. Um, another shootout. <laughs> I hate watching games through my fingers and I have been the last couple of games because it yeah. stresses me out. <laughs> yeah. So did you get a chance to watch a lot of this game? Cause I unfortunately did not do to work. I did. Um, I made plans to watch um, a documentary with some of my friends and I was multitasking, but I was watching it. Nice. Um, yes. Um, so another chippy game honestly it was gonna it's very similar to like kind of when we play washington um it was it was a messy game though um while washington was um kind of rough and tough and scramble but that's how the style of these two teams are when they play each other um tampa bay was just really really messy um jarvis opened us up in the first period um just put himself between the dots right place right time nice little shot over vassy's shoulder beautiful glad glad to see him going again um come to the second period um trying to remember the (laughs) the order of things um tampa bay tied it up um yes and it was a power play goal um trying to remember which call this was on us um some of these calls were a little questionable i think um Colton scored Paul got a goal they did okay so they did have a goal before the Colton goal um that was going to tie it up 1-1 and it got taken away because that I was think Steven Stamkos's kicking into the net yeah yes which to be fair I'm surprised they called back because I don't trust the consistency in the league and um a lot of people were saying well if they had get, they gave uh Quickie his goal the other game um then they would have thought they would give Stamkos this goal uh, actually, was it Samkos or was it Samkos's pass? I'm not sure. Um, but anyway, so they took that away, but then they scored again because they got onto the power play. And then uh, Paul then got it and they went up 2-1. Um, but then we got Natchez on the power play, uh, which is fantastic. Uh, if I remember that one correctly, um, this is the one I was praising Svechnikov uh, Svet- for because he kind of got in a little tussle with um, Cernak in the corner. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what he said to him. It was just kind of a little scuffle. It wasn't really escalating to anything. And then Cernak took a punch at him right in front of the refs. And Svetch kind of, I mean, maybe he, maybe he learned it from Tro, but he was kind of just laughing at him. Like he wasn't engaging. <laughs> and it was, it was so great. Like you, this is not the Svetch that we – years past, you know, he would have been ready to go. And like, mm-hmm. I think his game IQ, I said, I tweeted this has gone through the roof. Like he is so smart now. He's like, mm-hmm. I could take these, but I think he's been very smart. You can notice he's keeping a stick more on the ice. He's not taking as many penalties, knock on wood for today's game. Um, but he's been very smart. And I think this was a very smart move on his part because then that came and uh, you get Natchez with a power play goal. Yeah. Um, and then unfortunately, so we had just gotten this and we were all tied up. And this is the part where I will preach about this game a little bit because it was making me, it made me very mad. So we're playing and Chatfield had been playing very well. Um, obviously, as you can tell from his play and all of the games with us, he is a very 
um, physical player. He's very quick as well. And I don't mind the physicality, except we were down on their end and he just gave um, one of the Tampa Bay players, I think it's Colton, um, he gave him a little shove. There's a little cross check in the back, out in the open. Um, they weren't near, the puck was in the corner. They were just there. And I think he was doing it to kind of get away from him and then be open. It was unnecessary. And so he yeah. gets called for that um, very unnecessary penalty to take there, especially if you just tied the game up um, and that they'd already scored on the power play. So while they have a little scrum there, um, while Colton is skating to the bench, Martin gives him a little love tap um, in the front area. Uh, and chest, I don't know, it's torso. <laughs> Words. And English. Colton goes down like he's been shot. I honestly thought Martin. The embellishment. I saw so I, much I honestly, about this. I honestly thought Martin might have. I didn't. I couldn't see it from the angle at first, and I was like, "Honestly, did he hit him in like the goods? Like, what is this reaction?" And if you watch it later, he just kind of taps him. Um, I think on the push from Chatfield. Um, yes, he pushed him in the back, but any hockey player that's going to hold like they're they're strong. They're not just going to be pushed over really easily. Um, I think he embellished on that, and I also think he embellished on the Martinook um, little love tap with his stick. Um, it was a lot of embellishment on Tampa Bay. And I, I tweeted this as well. I thought they should, and they continued throughout the rest of the game. I think they should be called the Tampa Bay fish because they were flopping hardcore. And it was a strategy because it was working for them. They were getting calls because of it. Um, I, that was annoying and especially annoying because we always get the embellishment calls. Um, but I was more disappointed. Um, I was disappointed in Chatfield cause it was an unnecessary, like he wasn't even giving him a cross check when they're trying to battle for the puck. He was just out in the open in front of the net. Obviously the refs are going to see that. Um, and then I was a little bit extra annoyed at Martin because as a second captain, like that wasn't necessary. Right. Um, obviously you're not going to think the guy's going to embellish and look like you just killed him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but when have the refs ever been on our side? Right. Never. Yep. So why would you even take that chance? You've already gotten a penalty. Now you're making it, you're putting two penalties on us. I think they gave him for slashing. So you get a cross check and a slash. And then um, that's when they go up and they, they're, uh, I think it's three, two, then. And I said it ending that period. If I was anyone else, I, I was their teammates. I would have been very upset mm-hmm. because they had just busted their butts to tie that game. And then you just took two unnecessary penalties. Yep. Um, Again, I, I had this argument with some people on Twitter. I will not say it's, I do agree it's embellishment. I do agree that we got cheated out of some calls there. Um, but our guys need to know better than that. In a game yep. like this, you have to know better than to tempt the refs calling something against us. Yeah. Um, so that made it for a very, <laughs> very frustrating uh, second period. Um, again, we had a ton of chances this game, but we got really sloppy in some instances. Um, but thankfully in the third period, shorthanded, you have Aho and Shea go in and Shea was just like, I'm going for it. And he scored. And it was, this was a beautiful entry, by the way, let's just talk about this. Cause there was almost an offsides, um, going into it. And I want to say Shay or whoever it was coming up with Aho quickly, like threw it into the, uh, zone, allowing for the play to continue and not be called off sides. It was beautiful game IQ on who, or Aho and whoever was with him's part. Like, Oh my gosh. Yeah. 
Um, but that goal from Shay, like we we spoke earlier, and Shay's feeling it. Uh, he started last season. He was getting hot. He's getting hot. This he's throwing pucks on net. He's getting assists. He is he is now feeling that confidence that we want. And as much as people say, I know Shay can make some very um, interesting choices, probably like one kind of big mistake a game. Um, they don't always result in a goal by the other team. Um, right. I don't think I don't understand some people's thought process on him being a liability because honestly, he's the kind of defender I like um, because if you're over here wanting defenders to be more offensive minded, he is, and he does really well defensively. He plays really well with Brett Pesci. Um, I just think, yeah, sometimes he has a lapse in judgment. I mean, yep. he's a professional player, All but they're players still going to make do. mistakes. Yeah. Um, I would take his production and think goals like this over like if he has one mistake a game, that's fine. Are you going to be like he's playing a bad game? Most of the time, no. He might just have one mistake. But honestly, that's how goals happen is somebody on the team makes a mistake. Maybe you notice Shea more because he's on the ice more because him and Preshi have a majority of the defensive ice time. Yep. And maybe you notice Shea a little bit more because it's more the players on his side are challenging a little bit more than Preshi's. But I don't see the hate for him. I honestly love him and Brett Pesci. I think they're very consistent duo when the pairs around them are constantly switching. Um, and I think, again, they read each other so well that Pesci's now being able to be offensive as well. And let's um, just kind of talk about, too, the fact that Brett Pesci and Brady Shea are one of the uh, top performing defensive pairings in the league at the current moment, mm-hmm. which I think you says would, a lot about them. Well, you would think it would be players like like Makar or Slavin or like things like that. But if you think about those, you always just think about the one player that's doing well. This is a tag team duo that plays really well off each other, that they're Mm -hmm. consistent. It's not just relying on one good defensive player. It's a whole, it's their whole unit is good. And I think it's so cute when they have videos and they talk about things, they talk about each other. They're like, yeah, they're my best friend. They're like, I would choose him. And I'm like, these are guys that are like in sync, which is great. Cause you want to see that team chemistry. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so Shay got us back into it, um, and we survived the third period. Um, I don't want to say survived the third period. We actually had more shots, and to be fair, it's probably because we were desperate for a goal. But because um, we I think we outshot them fourteen to four in the third period. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, we had the most shots every period. <laughs> yeah, uh, fifteen to eight in the first, twenty-one to eleven in the second, fourteen to four. Um, Tampa Bay's were just a little bit more, their shots were a little more dangerous, um, yeah. I think. Um, but then we went to our famous little shootout. And again, my heart stopped for a little bit. Um, but it was interesting. Um, nobody scored for the first three rounds. You had a no for Burns. You had a no for Stamkos, a no for Svetch, a no for Kucherov, a no for Natchez, and a no for Point. These are all guys you would think somebody in there would score. Mm-hmm. Um, but of course... I don't think our chances were that great against Vassie at first. Um, honestly, Burns' shot was hard, but I didn't think it was a difficult one. Mm-hmm. Um, Natchez, Natchez, I think, got a little too fancy with it. Um, but it was interesting to see Stamkos, Kudrov, and Point fail against Anderson. And some of them were stops, but some of them were just wide. Like, he, forced, he did really well forcing them wide. Um, and then... Our guy who everyone's wanting him to get hot, and maybe this is the start of it, but you're nervous because, like, we need to get into it. Tara Vinan's like, I got this. 
I got this. And he scores a very calm and collected goal. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, so does Colton, the one player I did not want to after his little embellishment because I'm surprised he could skate after what he acted like Mark Nook did to him. <laughs> um, Funny how that works. Remember. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. Um, Jarvis and um, Hagel were stopped as well. Hagel. And then... Hagel, sorry. <laughs> so Hagel, okay. Hagel bagel. Hagel bagel. Um, and then if you haven't seen the image that's been shared, it looks like a masterpiece and artwork that should be hanging up on anyone's wall, if not a museum. But Aho beating Vassi. Oh, it was so to win the overtime. So this man, you know how we've given him such crap for going five volt, like nonstop. Mm-hmm. Okay. I I think, running joke, I think he has done that to prepare everyone to think he's going five-hole. Because I think Vassy totally thought he was going mm-hmm. five-hole, and he didn't. And it was beautiful. Undressed Vasilevsky. Like, not only to score in a shootout, that's great. To score that type of goal. But to score against, I think, the reigning goaltender in the league. Yeah. And let's just talk about this little stat that I saw on Twitter as well. I want to say this is the first time that Ajo has scored since 2017 in the shootout. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, he's been doing five hole for that long. Yeah. So it's been, what, five years? Long time coming for Ajo to finally sit here and say, this is what I'm capable of against arguably the best goaltender in the league. And I, yeah. And it's, it's honestly so amazing because if you talk, if you look at all the ESPN, NHL, all this stuff. So if, if the Canes, if we have a superstar, it's Ajo, that's who they think it is. Yep. Um, Not going to disagree, but I also think we have other ones. And it's kind of funny because he is actually like, he's been getting points, but if you look at all the game recaps, Natchez and Svetch, like they are the consistent ones right now, kind of mm-hmm. vying for that top dog spot. Mm-hmm. And Aho, again, I think it's because his line hasn't quite clicked yet, um, but he's been quietly getting points. But like moments like this proves why even the league note is like, oh, you're special. Yeah. Um, and like, so he might not be like scoring a goal every single game, but he comes through when it counts and yeah. it's it was <sighs> beautiful and i could finally breathe last night and it was <laughs> great and i hope this next game we don't go to a shootout because good lord i can't take <laughs> my stress levels can't take it which <laughs> brings us into a little bit of a pausing point um we are gonna go ahead and take a minute to thank our wonderful sponsors um of belly up uh for helping sponsoring this uh video and allowing us to kind of do this. So uh, we're going to give them er, a quick shout out and we'll be right back to talk about the previews for the few upcoming games here in a sec. Hey, what's going on, everyone? We'll get back to the reference of the episode after we talk about our amazing sponsors of the podcast. First sponsor we're going to talk about is our original OG number one 
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and your first wager is risk-free up to $1,000. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. Virginia only. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-888-532-3500. Sponsor, and that is Primal X Hockey. If you're looking for any hockey equipment, if you're talking indoor or outdoor, pucks, sticks, tape, apparel, anything like that, Primal X Hockey is the place to go. If you go to PrimalXHockey.com, they have an amazing sort of, of options for stick tapes, stick guards, pucks for indoor and outdoor, laces, all that type of good stuff. Definitely need to check them out. And the good thing, too, is they do ship across the United States for free. Or if you're in the Raleigh area, you can actually pick up at their warehouse, which I've been there before. It's a really great facility. It's really kind of cool how they have that place set up. So I would definitely say if you're in the area, go check them out because why not support local, especially in the Raleigh area with the fact that they're also amazing Kaniacs as well. So if you go to PrimoXHockey.com and if you use the code SEARCHCAST at checkout, you get 20% off off your order. And it helps and lets them know that we sent you there and it helps us at the podcast as well. So like I said, definitely a great group of guys. Definitely need to go check them out at PrimalXHockey.com. Use search cash for 20% off your order, and make sure to go check them out on their socials at PrimalXHockey. That's on Twitter and on Instagram. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Take care of your property with equipment you can count on, like the Kubota BX and L01 Series Compact Tractors, part of our under 100 horsepower tractor lineup, rated number one for reliability, and Z-Series mowers and sidekick utility vehicles, where durability meets speed. Visit your local Kubota dealer for a demo today. Go to KubotaUSA.com for full disclaimer. Visit GoKubota.com for a dealer near you. Next up, we have our amazing sponsor in Level Up Snacks, formerly Shocked Hydrate. Uh, amazing, awesome group of people and uh, company over there. Um, if you're looking for some quality snacks and drinks, uh, definitely go check them out. Uh, you can use code uh, SurgeCast for 10% off of your order. Um, amazing sponsor of the podcast. We're super lucky to be working with them. Uh, so definitely go check them out. Uh, you can go check out their socials on Twitter at Level Up Snacks. Like I said, 10% off, code SurgeCast. Go check them out. Uh, next up, we have our wonderful sponsor. 
sponsors at In The Clutch Apparel. If you are looking for some awesome vintage sports apparel, um, I know they have uh, some Whalers merch on there. If you are fellow Hurricanes fans, you will definitely enjoy uh, products coming from them. Not just vintage sports and hockey, though. They have uh, baseball, football, anything your heart desires. Definitely go check them out. Um, and we also have merch on there as well. Uh, if you're looking for a hoodie for the upcoming fall winter season or just a t-shirt to come and rep the amazing Surgecast, uh, go check them out. You can use code SURGE at checkout for 10% off there as well. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. HIV is still an issue in Montgomery County. The more open we're able to talk about HIV, we treat it like any other health prevention. PrEP stands for pre-exposure prophylaxis. People who are not HIV positive who may be at high risk for contracting the disease. This is a good choice for you. It's just a way for you to sort of take control and say, I'm going to do this to protect myself. Do it for them. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Learn more about PrEP, the HIV prevention medication. Visit doitforumc.org. And our, lastly, the sponsor is not only of the podcast, but it's more so of Belly Up as a whole, and that is Canada Dips. If you're looking for an everyday way to try to you know wind down from a tough day or just try and get through the days in general, I would definitely say check out Canada Dips. They're a great CBD company um, out of California. The good thing is it's hemp-only no THC, so you can just take them whenever you can. They're coming in little pouches, like about 10 milligrams. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. This holiday season, Lexus wants you to remember. It's not just the thought that counts. It's your thought. Because no matter how much time you spend picking out the perfect gift, the only thing they'll really care about is that it's from you. Here's to experiences they'll continue to cherish. Season after season. Make this December one to remember. Together. Click the banner to discover more. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. 150 milligrams per can, so you get about 15 pouches of those. They're really great to have. I know for me, it definitely helps with my anxiety. It helps with you know the joint pains, and like all the you know playing sports and stuff like that. I've used them a lot. I know about a lot of people around Billy Up Sports have used them, and I definitely would recommend these things to anyone uh, if you're looking for a way to help you just get through your day and try to wind down and try to get some relaxation and zen into your life. A lot of great flavors. We got the Palmy, which is black tea. They got the new ice cream sundae, which is really good. They got mango. 
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. It's fun to go twice as hard as everyone else this time of year. That's why Dunkin' doesn't stop at just one signature holiday latte. So, they made two. Both handcrafted with rich espresso and topped with whipped cream. The holiday classic Peppermint Mocha features notes of mocha and cooling peppermint. While the toasted white chocolate is complete with creamy white chocolate flavor and cinnamon sugar dustings. They'll help you show the holidays a thing or two. America runs on Dunkin'. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. They got watermelon and pina colada and a bunch of other different ones. They even got the the normal classics like wintergreen and stuff like that. So definitely go check them out. If you go to CanadaDipsCBD.com and then slash. Some people were made to follow the instructions. We were made to make our own. To always measure twice and never cut corners. Unless, of course, we've got a compound miter saw. Northern Tool and Equipment is a problem solver's paradise. There's nothing we can't find, fix, or figure out together. We're made for this. Start solving your projects today at northerntool.com. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner belly up 20 then you'll, that's the link that you can go to and go on the website and order from there as well or if not just go to candidatecbd.com then at checkout use belly up 20 and you'll get 20 percent off your order and it actually helps out the global brand of belly up sports if you go use that discount code of belly up 20 i couldn't recommend these guys enough they're great they're amazing so definitely check out candidates at candidatecbd.com or just normal candidates.com if you're looking for more of something else past just the normal hemp CBD type stuff, but definitely have to go check them out so that we can help us the podcast and also belly up as a whole. So without further ado, let's send it back to the rest of the episode. And we are back again. Thank you to our wonderful sponsors. Um, But leading us into uh, present day, uh, we have a few interesting games coming up. Um, I think the most relevant ones so far, the kind of most recent, or the, I guess the first coming up, uh, we've, we play Buffalo uh, tonight when you were listening to this. Uh, we play Toronto on Sunday. We also play Florida and Edmonton in another back-to-back on uh, next Wednesday and Thursday. Um, we're not going to recap those as in-depth just because they are kind of far out. Um, but kind of talking about Buffalo, just to give you some players to watch. Um, and these are all stats over the last five games, um, with goals, uh, Tage Thompson does lead, uh, Buffalo, uh, six, uh, Nate just does lead in goals three, 
for the past five games. Uh, Jeff Skinner, former Carolina Hurricane, uh, leads Buffalo in assists six to or six to Natchez's four uh, points. Tage Thompson leading again uh, eleven points to Natchez's seven. And plus minus players are tied at four for uh, Pollute and Jordan Martinuk. Natchez leading these stats for the Canes is kind of a problem. Awesome. Yeah, no, it's, awesome. it, it's really cool <laughs> to see that because when we were doing this recap on Tuesday, this looked a little bit different. I want to say Aho led in one of these stats, and to see Natchez kind of leading the over the past five games leaderboard for our team is. A really, really cool thing to watch and see. Um, goaltender comparison, I'll kind of do the Canes first. Uh, Freddie Anderson has a 5-2-0 record. Goals against average of 2.66 and a save percentage of 0.894. Whereas Ronta has a record of 2-0-1, a goals against average of 2.23 and a save percentage of 0.913. On the other side of the ice... Um, Eric Comrie with a record of 4-3-0, goals against average of 3.29, and a save percentage of 0.898. And his, uh, I guess, 1B in Craig Anderson with a record of 3-0-0, a goals against average of 1.66, and a save percentage of 0.946. Before we quickly get into team stats, what are you kind of looking for from the team tonight? I'm honestly a little nervous, not nervous about this game, but also conflicted. <laughs> I always want the Canes to do well. But again, if we're talking fantasy, I have some Buffalo players on my team. Um, Skinner, because he's, I mean, I just added him. He's pretty, he's been pretty consistent recently. Um, and uh, Tuck has been um, honestly phenomenal. And uh, so is Tate Chunkman. So honestly, with the team, Foremost, I need them to kind of get back in control of their penalties this season. We've been doing pretty well with that. Um, I need them to be looking out for that. Don't be baited into things and be smart and play our game. Um, we need our special teams. I mean, I feel like that's always a point. Um, special teams need our penalty kill to try to get back to how it was. And then I need our power play. Like, we've been doing pretty decently with our power play, at least, I mean, I say decently because it's better than it was last year Mm -hmm. Um, with like at least one goal from it. Um, But I need it to be a little bit more consistent and hopefully we'll see more of Burns on that Um, and maybe Nason as well now that he's warming up. Um, Those are our main things. And uh, is our starting, is our, is Freddie our starting for this one or is it Ronta? I don't know. I don't think a lineup has been released yet. Um, I okay. can look on Twitter really, really quickly to see if um, or who Walt we have anything. Yeah, I think it's expected to be Ronta. I think it's expected to be him. Um, I know Craig Anderson for sure is for Buffalo, um, but it looks like Ronta is expected. Um, I think Ronta's played well. Um, yeah. I just, I, as always, I want the guys to play just as strong in front of him as they do in front of Freddie. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are my thoughts again i i i just think last game was really sloppy um in terms of like mentally being in the game at times um again that's tampa's a very different like tampa and washington are kind of teams that get in our heads a lot Mm -hmm. um 
So I, I think it'll be a little bit different with Buffalo. Um, we don't have the same history with them. Um, but, I mean, we know they have good players. So we yeah. just have to play our game, and I think we'll, we could do well. Absolutely. Um, to kind of get into some quick team stats, um, I'll do the Canes first just to kind of keep from having to repeat uh, once we kind of cover Toronto. Uh, on the power play, we are 25th uh, to Buffalo's 23.7 in uh, 11th place. Our penalty kill, like I mentioned, we fall at 20th with uh, 76.9. Our faceoff percentage, we are fourth in the league with 54.7. Uh, goals for per game played, uh, we fall at 16th with 3.10. But our goals against average, or our goals against per game played, we fall at 2.80, which keeps us at eighth in the league. For the rest of the stats that I didn't do for Buffalo, Buffalo sits at 18th in the league for the penalty kill, 78.1. They sit at 23rd in the league with 47.5 on the faceoff. Uh, they are at second in the league in goals for per game played with 4.30, but they are ninth at or in goals against average per game played at 2.80, which I guess is tied for us uh, for that goals against. Um, we have three upcoming games against Buffalo. This is just kind of the first in the series. Um, will be interesting to kind of see what happens there. As we've kind of mentioned, the teams that we didn't think were going to perform very well are actually doing really well for themselves. So it'll be a fun kind of match and a kind of fought or hard fought match to kind of see how the games fall out of this one. Kat, would you mind giving some stats for Toronto? If you have Toronto, we have an upcoming Toronto game on November 6th. Yes. I need to pull them up. (laughs) Or no, we, I, I mean, don't worry about it. I can, I, I just, I didn't know if you had the stuff pulled up on your phone or whatever. No, no, in front I don't. Cool. Sorry. Okay. I, no, no, I, I had the Buffalo stuff. <laughs> <laughs> cool. No, I can take care of that. Awesome. So okay. players to watch for Toronto. And this is a game I am a little terrified for. Um, just because we know, and we can joke all we want about how they crap out during the first round of playoffs, but there is no denying that this is a good team very good team it's a team that can knows how to score it's a team that knows how to fight until the very end um so players to watch uh john Tavares leads the team in goals with four mitch marner leads the team in assists with five john Tavares is tied for us in points at seven and uh mark giordano uh sits leading the team in plus minus at two the goaltender comparison Ilya samsonov Sitting at a 5-2-0 record, uh, 2.30 goals against average, and a .920 save percentage. And Eric Colgren, the, uh, I guess, second part of the tandem, sitting at an 0-1-2 record, a 3.62 goals against average, and a .875 save percentage. Has he only Fort- played one game? He's played three. Oh. His record is, is 0-1-2. Oh, one and two. Sorry. Cool. Registered oh, one. <laughs> oh, you're good. Um, for some team stats before we kind of get into a little bit of a preview for this. And obviously, like I said, this game is being played on Sunday. So these are a little subject to change. So take uh, a little bit of this with a grain of salt. Um, they sit at 26.2, which is ninth place in the power play. For the penalty kill, they are 21st to our 20th. 
um, at 6.76 in the penalty kill. Uh, they fall at 16th in faceoff percentage at 50.4. Goals for per game played, they sit at 21st with 2.91, but they sit at 11th for goals against or goals against per game played at 2.91 as well, um, which is a few places under us for eighth. Cat, what are your thoughts? If you have any, <laughs> I'm excited to play them. Um, I think it, it's going to be interesting um, because it really depends if the Leafs are playing as the Leafs do or if they're off. Yeah. Um, because lately they've been a little bit off. Um, but I'm just, I, I again, I think it'll be a good matchup. Um, I think we can easily take the leaves if they if they do their normal shenanigans. Um, it is also when I, I can see the the concern. Um, whereas if they are on their game and if um, they're kind of all clicking, then it'll be a little bit tougher game for us. Um, but they also they have some lack like lapses in judgment. Mm-hmm. Honestly, all I'm thinking about with the leaves is the last thing I saw when Matthews kind of started a scrum and then didn't get involved with it. And it was just, I don't know if you yeah. saw it. No, I did. I was, I, that's not when we're talking about leadership, like we were earlier with Jordan Stahl, like, I don't understand that. Like Mm-mm. you start a fight and then you sit, and then literally the, the guy is like squared up with you, ready to go. You, it's, and then you have your and defender come up and coming. tackle him. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, what is that? And then you don't even get involved. You don't help your guys out. You started this and you're going to let the other guys kind of fight your battles. I think is kind of a weird Cheap. leadership tactic. Yep. Yeah. Um, so, but it looks like in their schedule, they've kind of, they've lost to the Canadians. They've lost to the Coyotes, <laughs> which is interesting. Yeah. Golden Knights, Kings, Ducks. Like they, they, they're similar to us where like, I think they lose to teams where you would expect them to easily win. Mm-hmm. Um, so that being said, I don't know if they consider us a team that they should easily win against or a team that they're going to have to fight against. And like I said earlier too, is teams play, like to play better when they play us. Yep. So they might be on top of their game and that then we'll have to make sure we are as well. It's just, um, I consider this to be something on the same level as when we play Washington, not on the same level, but very close and that we have a little bit of history playing Toronto. Mm -hmm. So it's something that I think will, it's, it's going to be a big mindset game. I feel like. I think it'll be mindset. I don't think it'll be, I don't know if the physical aspect will be with it, like with Washington, but I think it will be a a mind battle a little bit. Yes, absolutely. And that's exactly where I'm going with that too, is like, like I said, we have a bit of a history, not on the physical side of things, but getting into, a little bit of a losing streak with this team. It's a team that I think get, it tends to get in our heads a lot. I think it goes, if you're like comparing, so comparing the three, so you have Washington, who's like, it's a physical battle with them. Mm-hmm. You go to Tampa Bay and it's a physical, but it starts getting a little bit of a mental battle with them. And then you go to the Leafs and that's more of a mental battle in general, because you can beat that team. Right. You can. Absolutely. It's just, will your mind let you beat them? Right. So, um, nope. Yeah, it'll be an interesting one. Overall, I think these both these two upcoming games are going to be very interesting ones. Like I said, uh, we have uh, two games following Toronto. We do have a two-day break 
um, in between Toronto and Florida, but we play Florida uh, down in Sunshine, um, down in Florida, and then we head back up to North Carolina to play Edmonton for the second and last time this season. Um, Given what happened the last time we played Edmonton, I'm hoping and praying that the boys have a little bit of a revenge kick going into that game because it's a game that we shouldn't have lost the way that we did. Um, but I have a, I don't know, I have a good inkling about how that game will turn out. Florida um, is a little bit different in my head because Florida could go either way for me. Um, Florida's a wild card. I yeah. think they're a little bit more on a downward spiral yeah. um, this season. Uh, but that being said, they're also a physical team. So if they're on a downward spiral, they might take you down with them. Um, right. And it'll be interesting because this is our first time first time playing them this we season. We play Florida. Yes, this is our first of the three-game series. Yes. The first, last time we played them was preseason. Yeah. Um, so it'll be interesting because – that might also be inspiring them to get a little revenge kick on us because honestly, they lost to us in preseason. They lost to us when they were playing most of their big names and we were playing guys that were trying to get an earn roster spots that didn't end up earning roster spots. So they're probably going to want to come out and prove some things against our guys. Yep. Um, so it'll, yeah. it'll be interesting. Yeah. And so after that too, um, just to give a bit of a preview, which we, we will kind of talk about in the next episode preview wise. Um, we have Colorado and Chicago coming up for us next. So it's Bailey's going to be in a house divided. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's going to be great. All of um, our group chats will be a house divided. <laughs> oh yes, it will. No, I will actually be at that Colorado game on the 12th. So and I'll I'm be hoping, at the one in Carolina. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I just, I'm hoping the one in ball arena does not turn out the same way it did last time. Because that was—it's just crazy to me to think too that we were in the same building, didn't know each other, we weren't close at all. Yeah, the way that we are now, and to think that it, like we were in the same building, didn't weren't able to say hi to each other, and it turned out the way it, that it did. It wasn't a good game to say hello. No, anyway. no, no. So <laughs> anyway, so um, before I, oh, go ahead. Oh no, I'm just saying. Honestly, I have respect for both teams. Uh, obviously, honestly, for the Canes. But I have respect for the Avalanche. I think we play pretty similar, and I think I want us to be in our game to give them a good game, um, and I hope it stays clean. Yes. Um, I hope there's no injuries on either team, and um, I know hits are part of the game. I didn't like seeing my captain get his clock rung like that. Yeah. So, I again, I just hope it's a good, clean, well-fought game battle between the two and i think i I honestly love watching those two teams play yeah and i think it will be too but it's also interesting to note too that colorado as we're recording uh plays a game over in finland in about an hour so um they may be coming off a bit of a a bit of jet lag so i as much as i don't want to say i want that i want us to use that to our advantage i absolutely (laughs) do like it, it's something we struggle with the altitude part. They might be struggling with a little bit of the time change part. So we'll both be at bits. It'll of even it out. <laughs> so I'm hoping this will kind of give us an opportunity to play 
on the same level as they do because they play a very fast-paced game of hockey. They play with a lot of intention and they play with a lot of grit, whereas we have more of the gritty side and not as much of the intention that they do, if that makes sense. Like they, I, I feel like ours are very like hard-fought, hard hard greasy battles, whereas they play, they play a very organized game of hockey. And to be fair, I mean, I know we all play the same op- opponents over the time, but our our divisions are very different. Mm-hmm. Um, so their style works really well in their division. Um, it clears them of them all the time. Um, yep. Whereas ours, a lot of the teams in the Metro, you have to play gritty against yep. all the time. Yep. Um, there's not, like I said, like a lot of them are, I mean, You've got the Caps, you've got Flyers, you've got Rags and Bruins. Like, you have to play gritty about. So I feel like team style, um, of course, it comes from, like, the coach and the players and all that. But it also comes from the division of the teams that you're going to face the most often than the ones that you get, like, your history against. So, but... Yeah, overall, it's going to be a really, really cool game to watch. Um, I guess yeah, those two weeks that. of the Avs games are going to be interesting. <laughs> yeah, no, and like I said, we'll preview that just a little bit more in uh, upcoming an upcoming episode uh, for you guys. But before we go, because we are sitting at a little bit of a longer episode, which I feel like always happens when we have you on, and we love having you on. But before we go, uh, we do have one more segment to get to. And that is our Forgotten Canes. Kat, who do you have in store for us today? So today, I mean, again, I always use the term forgotten really lightly. Um, yep. Yeah. Um, because he's not really forgotten because he actually just celebrated a milestone recently. And he wasn't a cane for long. Um, but George Alves with his 1,000... 1,000. 1,000. English is hard. <laughs> career game um, was this past uh, October 29th. Um, he is our equipment manager, but he did play for the Canes in 2016-17. He played one game. We got him in one game. That's actually really interesting. I didn't know that. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, so he is an NC State alum, um, and he played for a bunch of um, ECHL teams, uh, South Carolina Stingrays, Greenville Growl, um, Charlotte Checkers, Pensacola Ice Pilots, um, and then he came to work with us, and then we got him in a game, one game in 2016-17. I remember when they put him in, um, and so he – and. He was only in for a minute. <laughs> okay. Very cool. Um, but yeah, so um, he did a, in December on December 31st, 2016, he signed a professional tryout contract to serve as a backup goaltender for us um, in their game during, later that day and due to illness of Eddie Lack, who suffered a concussion. And okay. um, he did his regular duties as an equipment manager um, and then we were losing three to one to Tampa Bay and we put him in net for the final seconds of the match and he faced no shots. Um, but, but he became the impressive. oldest, he became <laughs> the oldest player in NHL history to make their debut. And with 
7.6 seconds of action. Second shortest debut in league history. So he's got a little like, he's technically a cane, but he, and yeah. um, I love that we honor him. You, see, you can see him on the bench um, and we honor him all the time. Like we love him, um, but it's fun that we got to get him to play for just a little bit. So he's technically her Carolina hurricane. No, that is a fantastic pick. That is, I think it's a really unique pick too. I never knew that. Seven minutes of play. Huh. Mm -hmm. Very interesting. So for my guy, and this is a guy that I ended up picking on Tuesday and couldn't use, um, and thought Grant would actually be really proud of my pick. So my guy started his career in 1992 in the NHL with Quebec. So he started as a Nordique, uh, played with them until uh, 1995, and when Quebec ended up moving to Colorado, where he played a season as a Colorado Avalanche, um, ended up getting traded that season to Montreal. Uh, season after, he spent a little bit of, or and seasons following, he spent a little bit of time in Edmonton. Um, where in his third season with Edmonton, he ended up getting traded to Philly. And during that season with Philly, same season, so he went from Edmonton to Philly to Carolina. Played a single season with us before he got traded to Boston and ended his career there. Um, hailing from Balakovo, Russia, uh, right winger Andre Kovalenko. All right. Yeah. Yep. So, your guys, ha your guy had a little bit more time in the league than mine. <laughs> yeah, just a little bit. Um, but yeah, I it, it's inter always interesting, kind of going for these older guys. I love, like, I mean, this guy ended his career the year I was born, which is crazy to think about. And so I love being able to kind of go back and look at all these players and look at players who have history with us, being able to kind of know where that kind of came from. So. Yeah, that is my guy. Uh, he was drafted in 90, 1990 by Quebec, um, an 8th round 1st uh, round pick, or 8th round 1st pick, uh, which was 148th overall. So, yeah, great round for the both of us. That's awesome. Yeah, um, so we're going to have to see in the comments who remembers our two picks. Um, <laughs> I'm a little bit older. Yeah, <laughs> and, like, I want to know the, the people that remember the – little bit of time that Alves was in net for us. Right. Uh, I, I have yeah. a feeling this is something uh, Colin from Home Ice Advantage is going to go screaming about because he he loves little <laughs> tidbits of information like this. Yeah. So it was it was fun the other day when um, when we played the Flyers when um, they talk they have this little um, Rod's speech like mm -hmm. like good job guys speech in the locker room. And so he's saying good job to everyone. And then, he, and then at the end, he's like, I told you guys, I mean, you guys all did great, but the real star of this, and he gave the, what I think he gives away shirts. I don't know what he's giving them in the locker room, but he passes ones to Alves for, cause he's like, congrats on your thousandth game. And it was like, that's so touching. Like the team that appreciates cool. him so much. Yeah, that, no, that's really cool to see. And I feel like you don't see little things like that, or at least maybe I'm not paying attention to other teams in the league, but I still think that's really cool that that's like a piece of us that we treasure a lot. We we value our goalkeepers a lot um, with, and especially the ones that are like unconventional when, mm -hmm. you know, you get the ones that the, the backup um, Zamboni drivers, and then you get the one that come in for just a minute 
and you get to give him his little NHL debut. I, I love that we value little things like that. So yeah, no, it's amazing. But with that said, that will wrap up uh, episode 20 of the Surgecast. Before we let you guys go, Kat, where can everybody find you on the socials? You can find me on Twitter. Um, normally not. I, I mean, I was complaining about our last game, but normally <laughs> love talking anything hockey um, as long as it's constructive and um, just having fun with it. But you can find me at Kaniac Chick. That's Chick without the K. Um, and then if you have a TikTok, you're welcome to follow me. Um, it's Katergy, K-A-T-E-R-G-Y 74 for Jacob Slavin. Um, honestly, I just love posting funny hockey videos, um, talking hockey and just enjoy- and every now and then there's a little bit of Marvel and movie things. <laughs> um, but yeah, give me a follow. Love to talk um, after games. Um, sometimes do Twitter spaces and talk about the games. Or if you go to a bunch of Carolina Hurricanes home games, I'll be there. I'll be there tonight. Um, and yeah, feel free to say hi. I love meeting people. <laughs> yeah, no, and she is an awesome follow. She makes fantastic TikToks. If you follow Zach on Twitter, he goes crazy over them. They're awesome. Um, I love them. But you can find me on Twitter at Bailey Curtis, and that's Bailey with two Ys. Um, same as Kat. I love talking anything hockey now that the hockey season is in full swing. Um, feel free to DM me, mention me. We I love chatting about games. Um, I will be watching both the Avalanche game in Finland and the Buffalo game uh, versus Carolina tonight. So lots of hockey going on for me. If you guys are interested in talking about anything, definitely shoot me a message. Um, you can follow the podcast at the Surgecast on Twitter. Um, you can find a link tree in our bio to find wherever you kind of listen to your podcasts in there, uh, just to kind of stay up to date on uh, episodes. Um, I also run things on the YouTube side, and I'm sorry for the delay, but we are in the process of getting those YouTube videos back up. Um, so definitely go subscribe over there, hit that like button, and leave a comment down below. Um, like Kat said, I'd love to hear if you guys know of our picks and what you guys think of them. Um, I love interacting with you guys on YouTube. Um, before kind of letting all the Surge Guest stuff go, I can't uh, end the episode without uh, giving the co-host, the one that started it all, uh, Zach Martin, a shout out. Uh, you can follow him over on Twitter at One True Zach. Uh, he will be back for episode 21 uh, when we see you guys next week. But with that said, um, thank you guys for listening. Um, like I said, season two, episode 20. Uh, Aho, Sebastian Aho uh, episodes in. Uh, but with that said, we will see you guys for episode 21 next time here. Bye, guys. to this Belly Up Media production. Some said we'd go belly up, so we made it our name. And we're still here. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.